This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are heading into the third week of college football games, and we've already seen plenty of drama. Action is captivating some incredible atmospheres. They're electric around college football, and yet there is still an undertone of uncertainty when it comes to realignment, when it comes to what's on the horizon with some major power schools, changing conferences, uh, what is the future of the Pac-12 now, because it's been relatively quiet on that front, the situation at Michigan State with suspended coach Mel Tucker, and for goodness sakes, Deion Sanders right now might be the highest profile name and the highest profile voice in college football. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for all of your tweets today. It was good to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, our Facebook page too. Uh, we'll get to some of your reaction to the Aaron Rodgers situation coming up. Many of you have suggestions about older quarterbacks that should be looked at. One of them is, well, most of them are completely outrageous, but one of them definitely is. So, yes, Twitter, Facebook, Bums. phone number is 855-212-4227. YouTube channel named after the show. We go as full service as we possibly can. Uh, Producer Jay is really proud of himself because he discovered this Deion Sanders gem at his press conference earlier this week about celebrating or stopping to kind of survey the landscape to get excited about how much buzz there is in Boulder. I don't have time to enjoy the moment. And, uh, <laughs> Santa don't have time, <laughs> you know. He got to deliver the gifts. He ain't got time to enjoy his cookies. Cookies. Okay? That's all he gets. I ain't got time for that. I got to keep it going. I got to keep this machine going and uh, make sure we stay on the right path and make sure we're locked in and we're focused on the right things. Make sure we're practicing adequately. Make sure we're giving it our all. Making sure we're making the right adjustments and doing the playing the proper personnel. So it's a lot. It's, it's a lot driving this train. It's not easy. But it's not too much for Santa. I would think that Santa does every now and then stop and taste a cookie. <laughs> Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes 2-0. and And boy, whole lot of noise around Boulder. 
Let's welcome Chris Benini, who is a senior writer covering college football for The Athletic. And Chris, I'd love to hear your reaction to what Dion has done so far at Colorado. It's a changing of the culture to be sure, and there's a lot of buzz coming out of Boulder. I'll admit, I I am surprised how quickly he is finding success. I thought this was going to be a season where they win three or four games, and it would take a year or two before things get rolling. But he's got it going. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win 10 games or anything, but but they are doing a lot better in the areas that I didn't expect them to so quickly. I I think you got to credit, one, the players, absolutely. A lot of them had never played together before until this season. And offense coordinator Sean Lewis, has done a really, really good job there, um, helping Shitter Sanders throw for almost a thousand yards already this season. Hasn't thrown an interception, so uh, a lot of the little areas Colorado is doing really well in penalties, organization, like they're they're on top of things, and that has been really impressive. A lot of people who see Dion as a guy who has a bunch of shtick, right? And he doesn't really mean what he says, and it's more about show. But it does seem humorous that every game he goes into now, there's some kind of reason for him to carry a chip on his shoulder or for the team to kind of play angry or play with an edge. It, it certainly seems like he brings that from the way that he played, actually. Look, Dion Sanders has always understood that sports is an entertainment business and he is going to make sure he is entertaining in every way that he can that's not to say he's not doing things the right way or or succeeding he obviously is he just he knows the value of the entertainment aspect of that and yeah he's going to find anything to to have a chip on the shoulder i think everybody does that i mean we, (laughs) we remember two years ago when georgia won the national championship i think it was and nolan smith said People said Georgia was going to go seven and five, and I've not found a single person who said Georgia was going to go seven and five. But Kirby Smart was able to uh, imprint that us against the world mentality in a team that is favored for everybody to win. So the best coaches are able to pull that out, and he's clearly got a good connection with his players where they believe in him. And when he tells them something, they're going to go to the wall for it, and and it creates a lot of uh, entertainment for us, you know. TV ratings for Colorado are through the roof right now. That's why Fox <laughs> is going there. Fox Big Noon's going there three weeks in a row. College Game Day's going there this year. Like, it's a show. It's a circus in a good way. And he knows how to take advantage of that. Certainly was a show and highly entertaining in Tuscaloosa on Saturday night where the Texas Longhorns maybe served notice to the rest of college football that they're closer to being back than they have in quite a long time. What do you see with the Texas Longhorns that maybe shows you this is for real now? It's what they did in the trenches on the offensive and defensive lines. That is where Texas has struggled for the last decade that's where we thought they were going to be better this year, and they are. They lived up to the hype of what they are doing there. They were able to run the ball late in the game when you knew they were going to run the ball. They were able to pressure Jalen Miller constantly uh, with the pass rush, funnel run plays to the inside to keep the Alabama run game in check. Texas looks like a championship team in the trenches, and that's always what it takes at the end. It's what they've missed for a while. And, yeah, so Texas goes to Alabama and wins the most impressive win of the season. The real test for for Texas being back, so to speak, is is how they respond to it because they'd often get a big win, and then you lose to a team you shouldn't lose to. They've got Wyoming this week, Baylor in two weeks, Oklahoma after that. So I think um, Texas is, is feeling good, and 
the real test of things is can they keep this going? As for Alabama, it's almost as though the shine has come off the tide in the last couple of years. What do you see as a big problem with them specifically? They just lack the skill players on offense that win you a ball game. Uh, I mean, Alabama could have lost to Texas last year. They probably would have if Bryce Young didn't pull that game out of out of a hat, basically. <laughs> Him and Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, who was a transfer. They haven't had the elite wide receivers. Where is your Derrick Henry, your Julio Jones, your Devontae Smith? They haven't had those guys really the last couple of years outside of Bryce Young at quarterback. And, and even at quarterback, you go from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones to Bryce Young. Those are first-round, second-round NFL quarterbacks, and now they don't have that right now. That is where it starts. It's, it's, Alabama's recruiting numbers are great, but they they have lacked the – game-changing players at skill positions. So now they've fallen back to the pack a little bit. Chris, how much do you think NIL or even Transfer Portal may have to do with that? I don't think it has anything to do with Alabama. I think the biggest thing is the existence of Georgia. I mean, I mean, Georgia has come in and recruited. Uh, Kirby Smart obviously came from Alabama, and he's getting a lot of players who maybe would have gone to Alabama five years ago. And then that's changing. Texas A&M, too, had the number one recruiting class a couple of years ago. So they, they, they Alabama still recruits really, really well, but so do some other schools now, schools that Alabama directly competes against. I always thought in the transfer era, Alabama would never have any holes again, that if they didn't have a quarterback, they could go out and get a really good quarterback to come in. And that they just kind of haven't done that. And in Georgia hasn't done a ton of transfers either. So, um, I, 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 I don't think it's, I don't think that's what's hurting Alabama necessarily that or NIL or anything. It's just not, um, it's just losing guys to some schools who are very, very good. We're spending a few minutes talking college football, getting set for another weekend on the horizon with Chris Vanini, who is a senior writer with the athletic. It's after hours here on CBS sports radio, which of these realignments do you think is the most significant or most impactful, whether it's one that's already occurred or one that we're about to see? I think the Big Ten adding USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon all at once now next year is one of the most impactful we will have ever seen. To have a conference stretch from New Jersey to Los Angeles, to have four of the biggest markets out west uh, in your conference. How's that travel going to be? I mean, Big Ten games are now going to be on from 11, you know, noon from when the game starts to, to 1230 at night when the games end. And so the Big Ten is going to be just so big and expansive now it's going to be weird watching an, an Oregon Washington game next year and realizing oh this game impacts you know Michigan State and Purdue it's just kind of the nature of, of things I think that's that's going to be the one when it happens next year and we realize it it's going to feel extremely weird the SEC has stayed within its geographic footprint the Big Ten has not and it's going to feel very different next year do you think fans care outside of the initial headlines where, you know, we kind of get the the bombshells, schools leaving and joining different conferences? Otherwise, do you think it really affects college football fans at the base level? Depends uh, who you're a fan of. If you're a fan of uh, Washington State and Oregon State, uh, yeah, it impacts you a lot because now there's not going to be a Pac-12 anymore. You know, if you're USC and UCLA and so many of the teams you're competing against are in the Midwest and out East. It's going to feel weird. It's going to make traveling to road games a lot more difficult. It'll be fun at first. 
to do all the trips for Big Ten fans to come out west and to do all that kind of stuff. But And there will be more bigger games, and I think ultimately TV ratings for that will be quite good, which is the reason this is happening. But I do worry that 16, 17, 18 team conferences are going to impact uh, the playoff and, and, and impact the sport in a lot of different ways as a kind of trickle-down effect. Those are, are yet to be seen, but I, I, in general, I don't think the consolidation of these schools is a good thing in the long term because I worry there will be more Washington states and Oregon states that get left behind in the next thing that happens. I'm glad you mentioned the playoff because I was going to ask. It's projecting, obviously, Chris, but what impact do you think it could have on the expanded playoff? It's going to 12 next year, and the current plan is six conference champions get an automatic berth. The problem is the Pac-12 may or may not exist next year. It certainly won't exist in a strong form. So that may very well be changed to five automatic conference champions and seven at-large berths. But I wonder, like, when the SEC has a a Texas or an Oklahoma who doesn't make the playoff because there's only 12 spots, or the Big Ten has a USC that doesn't make the playoff because there's only so many spots, how does that impact the desire to potentially grow the playoff even further. Because now without, without a Pac-12, you have a, 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 that's, that's one less conference championship available. That's one less thing for fans of a team to celebrate. And if that doesn't happen, they're going to turn to, do we make the playoff or not? And you're going to have a lot more disappointed teams because of that. And so I, I wonder if the realignment, the expansion of conferences potentially down the road leads to another expansion of the playoff. So the Pac-12 is just going to disappear into thin air? That's it? It's gone? It's going away? We don't know. Washington State and Oregon State are the only two technically left. They were uh-huh. actually in court with the Pac-12 this uh, this week to try to maintain that they control the rights to the conference, to the money, to the branding, to, the, to everything that's in it. The court temporarily agrees with them on that. We don't know. They could join the Mountain West. They could in two years, bring the Mountain West over them, do a kind of reverse merger, so to speak. They could try to just charge ahead next year as a two-team conference, which is allowed under a two-year grace period. So it's yet to be determined. Washington State and Oregon State are still trying to figure out if trying to rebuild the Pac-12 is worth it, what kind of money is available. So still to be determined on that. Chris Vanini of The Athletic is with us here after our CBS Sports Radio. Another major story in college football and significant because of where it's taking place. East Lansing, Michigan State, Mel Tucker suspended. How should Michigan State handle this moving forward? There, there's a hearing, you know, a hearing on the case, the investigation, October 5th and 6th. Mel Tucker's statement earlier this week's called it a sham, uh, says there's an ulterior motive for the school trying to get out of his contract. So it did not sound like somebody who expects to coach this team again. It's been a very complicated and messy situation. I don't know how it's all going to play out. But in terms of Michigan State on the field, they're bringing back Mark D'Antonio to be an associate head coach to help out the interim head coach. They happened to play Washington this week who has maybe the most explosive passing offense in the country. Washington's like a 16-point favorite, so uh, it could could turn out to be an ugly game between Washington and Michigan State, so kind of bad timing on top of all that. But, yeah, uh, the Mel Tucker era at Michigan State uh, has taken a sudden turn 
and I, I'm not quite sure where it's going to end, but Mel Tucker didn't sound like a coach confident he's going to be keeping his job uh, in some form, whether that's a settlement, whether that's something else, I don't know. Nobody really knows yet, but yeah, that um, real, real complicated thing going on there. Considering what Michigan State went through with the Larry Nasser era and how so many people, they were part of that information chain and yet did nothing or protected the doctor, it would seem like Michigan State would be motivated to make sure this was not another situation like that one. Well, they're they're abiding by what are generally considered to be proper Title IX protocols, which is you let a third party investigate everything, you stay out of it, you don't interfere with it. And then once all the information is gathered and presented and, and you have your hearing, uh, you make a determination from there. So the university says it, it, it is following following the book. It, it's going by the book, doing what it's supposed to do in these situations. Brenda Tracy has said she wasn't going to go public with this and only did because some other reporter apparently got wind of it. So she was planning to wait until after. The situation. The school has said, look, we're making sure we don't mishandle this. We're trying to do this all the right way. Mel Tucker saying this isn't a Title IX investigation. It shouldn't fall under the university policy. Anyway, he believes it's just a personal matter. The school says no. She's a vendor for the school. She's been paid by the school to you know, do her, do her stuff. So uh, the university says it has jurisdiction. If you go by Title IX, this is generally how it's supposed to go, it sounds like, at least based on people I've talked to at this point. Michigan State says this isn't the old MSU. They've tried to uh, learn from the, the NASA situation, other situations, and this is uh, kind of the direction and the protocol that they have and that a lot of schools have with this stuff. And it's being followed, at least as far as we know, to this point. But, again, the publicity of this, which was not planned and is usually not supposed to be part of the process, right. has thrown a, thrown a bomb into everything at this point. Mm. Uh, before I let you go, Chris, I always like to ask our reporters and insiders this question. What are a couple of other storylines, games, outcomes that have piqued your attention to start the season? Well, Florida State has been really interesting. They whipped up LSU in, in week one, and they look like a team that may be able to compete for the playoff, maybe compete for the national championship. This is a team that two years ago was Five and seven, you know, they started the year 0 and 4, and, and, and they have rebounded in a major way, gotten a lot of really good players out of the transfer portal. Florida State, you know, the old powerhouse in the 90s might uh, might be back into form. Miami as well just blew out Texas A&M. Could Miami and Florida State be back on track to, <laughs> to what they were? And similarly, talking to the big brands, Notre Dame looks like they might be a pretty darn good team with Sam Hartman at quarterback. We weren't quite sure what to expect. They look to be really good as well. So you may have some of these uh, bigger brands from the past of, of college football coming back to the top a little bit. It seems even more so the last couple of years that it's wide open in college football. It really is the wild, wild west where you're just never really sure from one week to the next or even one month to the next what's going to happen. Yeah, I know this is a sport that has been dominated by Alabama for a long time, then Georgia for the last two years. And with Alabama maybe slipping, with Clemson slipping, there might be more room at the top now than there has been in quite a while. And I think that's generally a good thing for the sport. You need to go through cycles where other teams are, are winning and stuff like that. And maybe we're starting a new cycle like that. You can find Chris on Twitter at Chris Vanini, V-A-N-N-I-N-I, a senior writer for The Athletic. Lots in college football. We barely scratched the surface. We appreciate a couple of minutes, though, Chris. Thank you so much. Yep, thanks for having me. 
I think as much as Georgia is still on top of the rankings and obviously the two-time defending champion, as much as there's attention focused on the big bads and Michigan right now sitting number two and the power schools, the power conferences. I do like that some of the other peripheral storylines are new this year. And Colorado is absolutely a part of that. The conference realignment, yes. Texas um, with what they've been through the last few years, changing coaches, changing quarterbacks, changing cultures, changing everything else to try to make it work out. So seems to me, especially when you think about how Alabama is clinging to a top 10 ranking, uh, Clemson has fallen out of the top 25. Uh, so it's just a lot of fun to envision or to imagine how this might work out and then think about the expanded playoff. Though, yeah, as I say, there's undertones and rumbling still that college football is Got a lot to work on or got a lot to work out. On Twitter, A Law Radio, our Facebook page too. We're glad to connect with you. Man, we are not even 48, oh, not even 24 hours away from the start of week two in the NFL season. So we got to get busy, start looking ahead to what's to come. Because no, I don't have the schedule memorized, so I better get on that. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Phone lines. How you doing? I'm a first-time caller. Great. I admire your wisdom and knowledge. Hi, Amy. You're my uh, late-night girlfriend. I love your show. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. For those that's listening, just want them to know that you are the superwoman of radio sports. Oh, you're sweet. Thanks. Good evening, Amy. Great show. Now you're stuck with me for a long time. Stuck is a great way to put it. Now give me a buzz tomorrow night, too. Thank you. Oh, well, I appreciate the warning. Amy, how you doing? I'm great. Hey, I love your show so much. I'm a super horn. <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Shut up, hush your mouth. Can't you hear you talk too loud? 
I always thought this song was an interesting choice from Isaac, who put this together. I can't really shut up or hush my mouth, or I definitely do talk too loud. Oh, well, I'm sure he wasn't referring to me. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Every now and then I see Isaac pop up on either Twitter or Facebook. Seems like he's doing well, but you never could tell with Isaac. Uh, He was on the show for five years. I thought we were close. He went off and got married without telling anyone. (laughs) Now, it was a marriage in his wife's native country in Europe, and it was a marriage in the church. They then had to do a legal marriage back here in the United States because it it wasn't a legal marriage here. It wasn't recognized here legally, Um, but he knew they were going to get married. It's not like it was a shotgun or anything. His mom went, all a bunch of family members went, and he comes back and he tells us that he's married. Okay. <laughs> Jay, could you imagine if I did that? I take off at Christmas time for what will be, man, it's going to be tough during NFL season. No, it's not going to be tough. What am I talking about? Right now, it seems like it'll be tough to take off a week and a half, actually nearly two weeks at Christmas time, not quite two weeks, but almost between the travel to Houston, the wedding, family holidays, all of that jazz. We're not taking our our honeymoon in December. But anyway, I'm going to be out for close to two weeks. Could you imagine if I left and I did my holiday thing, so you thought, and I come back and I announce to you, hey, I got married. Could you imagine? I, I would be slightly taken aback. Would you? Would you be flabbergasted? I would be flummoxed. <laughs> I would be offended if someone did just, that to yeah, me. I was just going to say, I'd be, little, I'd be a little offended. Yeah, that's how I felt with Isaac. It, well, it wasn't really offended. It was more like hurt. Yeah. I couldn't believe that he took off and got married and, and actually planned it, but didn't say anything to either <laughs> me or producer Tom, who was working at the time. That's just It's just kind of like, what the hell, man? Like, exactly. You know, like, I'm, yeah, I would have been happy for you. You know, there's right. no, I don't know why you wouldn't tell me. You know? And he didn't really have an answer, actually. But don't you worry. I, first of all, you knew, you've known all along, long before we announced anything publicly, uh, because I really did need to get to my family and friends and share the news with them before I put anything on social media. That was just, yeah, that, that wouldn't have been cool. I'm not one of those people that needs to announce everything to the world anyway, but also, how rude to. <laughs> To let my family or friends find out over social. That just, no, that's not right. The biggest event in my life and who knows how long, that's just not right. Anyway, uh, so I remember when Isaac did that, and I do miss Isaac, uh, but he was he was different. <laughs> he definitely marched to the beat of a different drummer. So when he came back from being married, what, he just like had moved in with, or he had already been living with this person or like... He- yeah, I knew he had a significant other. I knew he had a girlfriend, but there was never... It was pretty quick. There was never mm. any talk. They met on... I don't know if it was an app. I think it might have been Tinder, but I'm not sure. I don't know for sure. Um, after one date, they moved in together. Oh, wow. No joke. Now, it was because they both needed a new living situation, and so they agreed that they would make it work as roommates or try it out as roommates and then see what happened. And so it was dangerous game. Yeah, it was relatively quick. Isn't that what, while we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, I could have sworn that's what Aaron Rodgers and... Shoot, who was his... Blue of Earth? Uh, no, not Blue of Earth. <laughs> the fiancé, the actual fiancé. 
Oh, shoot. Was oh, it Olivia Munn? Or was, no, I know that she was, was after. There. there was Olivia Munn, then Danica Patrick. Then there, oh, yeah, was, then there was another girl that he... I she's know an actress. About. Yeah. yeah, she's a bunch younger than him. Anyway, why can I not remember her name? Uh, so she and he met. I, they were introduced by a friend or something. Go ahead, say it. Your face. Shailene Woodley. That's right, Shailene Woodley. Shailene, yeah. yeah, she's an actress. And so they met, and then the whole world shut down. So they actually decided that they would shelter in place together during the pandemic. Though they barely knew each other. And that's how they spent their pandemic was living together. Which I think a lot of people did, actually. Uh, I did not. That's not how Bob and I met. <laughs> We're not living together till we get married. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Isaac was a little different. And, and I remember him telling me that they moved in right after their first date. And I was blown away. I guess it worked. It, it did work. And then they were married not that long after that. So it really was a quick process but but when when he went away he just was like oh yeah i'm going to wherever i'm going on vacation well i knew he was going to visit her family so she had a lot of family still in her native country in eastern europe i don't remember exactly which one but i knew he was going to visit her family and to get to know them but had no idea that they were getting married maybe he didn't know maybe he kind of got there and i'm telling you his mom went with him they they knew they were getting married he said they had planned it Interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, we are not going that quickly, Bob and I, but we got engaged six months before. Well, not even. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah six months. We, we'll be engaged six months by the time we get married. And so far, it's funny how many people are telling me, don't stress. Nah, I've not stressed at all. The wedding details are a breeze, actually. I mean, is there a lot to do? Yes. Uh, we still have one vendor left. If anybody has a videographer or is a videographer and would like to video my wedding, please let me know because we're having a hard time finding a videographer. We're not looking for a produced video like the type you would see on, I don't know, some like major production on TV. We we just want mostly raw footage or what's called a soft edit. We don't really need someone to put together a special video for us. We just want to watch what happens because we'll be standing at the front and we won't know what's happening behind us. <laughs> you could put like a camera on a Roomba or something. On a what? <laughs> a Roomba, the vacuums that like have a mind of their own and just kind of wander oh, around. Oh, interesting. Interesting. The self-propelled ones, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're looking for a videographer still, but honestly, the wedding plans have been really easy. Uh, we found all the vendors that we need except for video. We found some good deals. Uh, we were doing some other things affordably. Like a friend is decorating. We did our invitations on Shutterfly. We're getting ready at my mom's house. Yeah, a lot of the things that we're doing are are meant to make it kind of simple and easy and more affordable. Um, and so it's been fun. But Bob and I are enjoying the wedding planning. Just seems like we're doing so much planning and still it's forever. It takes. It's going to take forever to get to it's December. That time thing. It is that time thing. But anyway, the invitations arrived this week. We printed them on Shutterfly. They look so good. They look just as good as we envisioned. Uh, the front is actually a friend of mine said it's the it's the most beautiful wedding invitation we've ever seen, which is kind of fun. It was very nice. 
Thank you, Producer Jay. I will give you a little hint. We will have twinkle lights at the reception, a lot of twinkle lights. And so for that reason, we used a design on Shutterfly that includes twinkle lights. And it's real pretty. Uh, and so we're going with more of a rustic feel for our reception. And for all the rest of the wedding details, you're going to have to listen and watch the Ask Amy Anything wedding edition, which will be released sometime next week. That's a programming note. Anyway, we, we the wedding invitations themselves feature twinkle lights. But on the back, we have a photo array, which is more about our personality and our goofiness. Two of the photos are really goofy. Jay, I told you, should I tell the peeps who makes a cameo on the wedding invitations? I think you should. You think I should? Yeah. Even before the Ask Amy Anything wedding edition? A little teaser. A little teaser. Okay. It, this was not my idea, by the way. As much as... You all know me for being a Star Wars nerd. It was not my idea to have R2-D2 on our wedding invitations. I swear to you, it was Bob's idea. Bob can confirm. It was his idea. Because we went to see a Star Wars concert with the Houston Symphony, and R2-D2 was tooling around the atrium, and we got our picture taken with R2. That photo, because we're all dressed up. But then there's R2. <laughs> so I'm wearing a really nice dress. Funny enough, we match R2-D2 because I'm wearing a royal blue dress for the occasion for the concert. And he's wearing a white shirt with blue trim. So we match R2-D2. And R2's classy. So he is very classy. Next to R2, and the whole classy. time he was tweeting away doing his, you know, the R2-D2 sounds that he does. Uh, I, I don't dare try. But it was really good. So... When it came time to pick photos for our wedding invitations, Bob said, what if we use R2-D2? Oh, okay. Like you're going to pretend like you're a real Star Wars nerd now? (laughs) I think he knew you'd love it. Yes. At first I wasn't sure, but it's one of the four photos we have on the back of the invites. He was doing that. He was wandering around the atrium in Houston, and he was tootling and he was tweeting. He was just taking photos. It was really cute. Here's what I wanted to know. Is there someone inside of him or was it just a, was it remote control? That's what I wondered. Probably remote control. You think so? It would be cooler the other way if there was actually just someone in there paid to run, to kind of ride around. But I think, yeah, probably someone maybe up top in the balcony area or in the corner kind of controlling him. Yeah. It's a good thing they had some solid controls on him. Otherwise, it's a full atrium. He could have run over some people. He he's a big rogue. dude. Yeah, he's not, he's not small. <laughs> he came up to my waist, and he's thick. R2-D2 is like... He's thick? He's, yeah, he's bigger than an outdoor trash can. <laughs> His circumference is relatively it's relatively thick. By the way, this video that I just found that noise is R2-D2 noises for one hour. It's got t- over 10,000 views. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was listening to that That'd be hour. so much fun. Could we do that on the radio? We could fill in one hour one day. <laughs> or maybe we could use it underneath our NFL... A preview or NFL, like, a even a Sunday night NFL game recaps. Would that be really funny? Just R2-D2. <laughs> this is 27 minutes in. Some of my favorite R2-D2 noises come from Dagobah, the Dagobah system, right? When he's there as part of Luke's training, when he, Luke first meets Yoda and it's a swamp. Remember R2 gets, he gets swallowed up. And then he gets spit out by whatever monster is in the swamp. Just so some of my favorite noises. He goes, 
flying across the... Oh, that's that's Yoda! That's Yoda when Yoda starts to steal his food after the, after uh, R2 Nailed comes it. flying out of the swamp. Yeah, and Yoda's hitting him with a stick, but Luke doesn't know it's Yoda yet. And R2 is trying to get it, get the food back, snatching it from him. <laughs> you can hear the swamp in the background. I'm telling you the funniest, though, is when he goes flying through the air, when he gets spit out by the swamp monster. Yeah. yeah. So R2 is on a, our invitations. Two things I never thought I'd say in my life. Number one, I'm getting married on an NFL Sunday. Number two, R2-D2 is on my wedding invitations. <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> Good things. I'm telling you, that was Bob's idea. That was not my idea. You'll just have to take my word for it. Jay, do you believe me? Uh, I do. Oh. I, I think... I that do. sounds a little hesitant. Well, I mean, I think you could have came up with that, too. No, I swear but... I did not. I thought we were going to go classy. Instead, it's it R2-D2. Oh, you think? Very classy. <laughs> it's just one of the photos. There are several others, one in which we're dressed up pretty nicely. I mean, we are dressed up nicely. It's just that R2-D2 is in the photo. I think he adds to the class. <laughs> I do. Seriously. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to put those together. Uh, my mom had her own ideas, but... Bob and I managed to finish them and, and come up with something that we like. So the invitations have arrived and will be sent out next week. And you know what? Seeing it in print makes it really real. As in really, really real. It's real. It's there. People are going to get that and have a date <laughs> to be somewhere at yes. that time. And, <laughs> and a location and everything else. Which, by the way, is why I cannot share the invites with you all. Because oh, yeah. I don't want you to know <laughs> when mm -hmm. I'm getting married. <laughs> I know there are only a few creepers that ruin it for the rest of you, but I'm sorry. That's something that needs to remain private. No wedding crashers? Uh, no, absolutely not. That would be wrong and rude, and I would never get over it. There will be no wedding crashers. Absolutely not. Unless, of course, you're a videographer in the Houston area and you can help me out. Then come. <laughs> then I will allow you to crash, and we'll even feed you. <laughs> Oh, oh, you weren't here then. Going back to the very first, oh, probably the second year of After Hours on weeknights and weekday mornings, we had a video company. It was a videographer and a production company out of, I think it was the Baltimore area, who did a, like, it did a full-length movie about us. They came, really? they filmed one night with Tom, Isaac, Pete, and I. So yeah, it would have been the first two years. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's actually on the CBS Sports Radio YouTube channel. We have the teaser, and it's got a Star Wars theme. We have the teaser on our YouTube channel, but then the actual full, it's a, I think it's a 12-minute video. It was <laughs> pretty incredible. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time. They took people behind the scenes. Now, it's old now. It's It's eight years old seven, eight years old, so it's not the same people anymore. But, yeah, and my goodness, the newsroom doesn't even look the same anymore. That's the crazy part. We wouldn't have anyone to star in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the the studio doesn't look the same anymore. Well, Everything's different. Was but it like it, a documentary? Or? It was. It was a mini yeah. documentary, and it was amazing. They came and they filmed it all here, and then a month later had a, had a movie for us. That sounds fun. I want to do that. With a Star Wars theme. I know. It, we should have a... People volunteer. We're we're happy. I made cookies for them. Even more reason they should come <laughs> back.
All right. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our YouTube channel if you want to watch stuff. Uh, it's named after the show, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high drive. Well hit left field. Way back, and there she goes. That ball is history. Make it six, nothing, Texas. Popped out, grounded out, flied out, and he swings and launches one deep right center field. This has good carry, and that ball is history. Mitch Garver goes oppo, and the Rangers adding on here in the ninth inning. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. On Rangers Radio, that's five wins in a row for the suddenly red-hot Rangers. And a 10-0 shellacking of the Blue Jays who are also fighting for wild card spots. It's just a matter of these guys are just playing with so much confidence right now. I mean, it's throughout the order, too. I mean, you look at the top of the order, you know, you know what Corey's been doing, Marcus, uh, uh, Robbie, um, it's good to see Nate break, uh, Nate break out, but you know, really Carter at the back end. So we, we're getting production throughout the order right now, big hits, and tonight was long ball. That's what helped us. Ten runs on 12 hits. Bruce Bochy and the Rangers are now within one game of the Astros or staying within one game of the Astros in the AL West. And Jordan Montgomery, he's the good news for the pitching staff. Seven scoreless innings in the win, but then there's the Mad Max news, the bad news. He is out for the rest of the season. I was pretty sore when I woke up this morning, so I knew uh, this could be bad. Um, you know, going to an MR tube, uh, you know, didn't know what was going to come out on the other side. Uh, and so to get the news that's a Terry's major strain, you know, that's a muscle belly, not the ligaments or the tendons. In some ways, I'm almost relieved that's not worse. He's relieved that it's not worse. He's unlikely to pitch even in the postseason because he strained a muscle in the upper arm. And gosh, I know he's older. I know this is always a possibility. It takes longer to recover. But this kind of stinks after the Rangers went out and got him. Fully expect to make a full recovery, no surgeries. You know, that that that's really good. Um, 
you know, as for what happens from here on out, you know, just, just got to listen to what my body says. I'll throw a ball when I can throw a ball, but it sounds like I'm not going to be able to throw a ball for a little bit. So who knows? He had eight starts for the Rangers, and his ERA was only 3.2. So it was respectable, better than what we'd seen with this earlier this season with the Mets. The fact that the Rangers went out and got him and were hoping to have him to fortify their pitching staff with his World Series experience, with the Cy Youngs, with the mentality that he brings to the table, this is real disappointing. Yeah, low-grade strain of the Terrace Major that will not require surgery. They take at least a month to heal. A month from now would be middle of October. The Rangers are likely to make the playoffs, or at least they're a candidate to make the playoffs. As I say, they're only a game out in the AL West. And when you're talking about wild card, the American League is really down to four teams for three spots. The Mariners and Blue Jays right now, they're fighting for that third, fourth spot. But the Rangers are only a half game up. So they're likely playing in October, but would they still be playing in middle of October? Mad Max, we barely knew ye. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.